Hello and welcome everyone to 16th episode of Talks with Dollar. I'm Rahul Verma, Growth and Content Lead here at Dollar. Today we have Mr. Vana Fateh Puriya, our founder and CEO with us to talk on our today's topic, Fractal Investing. Dollar is a tech-enabled all-in-one platform that provides customer solutions to Indians to invest better and reach their financial goals. Before Dollar, Mr. Varun Fateh Puriya has worked in financial institutions like Blackstone and Bloomberg and is also a NISM certified financial advisor. He also holds a degree finance and information system from Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. Hello, Gordon. Hope you are doing well. Thank you for having me on the show, Rahul, once again. So, Varun, in the last episode, we discussed the differences between active and passive investing and factor investing is basically a mixture of both of them. But what exactly is factor investing? So I'm sure a lot of the investors today in the country would have seen n number of advertisements, whether that's on TV or on internet, around terms being thrown like smart beta and factor-based investing, which really confuses a lot of the investors. To put it simply, factor-based investing is an investment strategy that involves identifying certain factors that have historically driven returns in the stock market. Now, again, I'm sure this would be a bit confusing, but to... Let's say, put it in a bit more of a constant, you could think of factor-based investing really as filters that are applied to screen companies in the stock market. Some of the most commonly used factors today are value, quality, size, momentum, and low volatility. During the course of this video, we are going to talk a bit more about what each of these factors exactly entail and how you as an individual investor can make use of factor investing to construct a diversified portfolio. The only thing to note over here is that factor-based investing is slightly different from traditional investing, where the focus is more towards diversification across sectors and industry. In factor-based investing, once you identify certain key factors which you think will drive returns over the medium to long term, you look at creating a portfolio which is diversified across different factors. Okay, you mentioned uh, factors. So what are these factors on which uh, stock screening takes place in the market? So factor-based investing, actually the seeds of it was sown during the 1960s with the advent of something called as a CAPM or a capital asset pricing model which at that point in time identified a single factor which used to drive returns of the stock market. And that was the market exposure that explained a stock's underperformance or overperformance over a specific benchmark or an index. Over the next five to six decades, investment professionals and academicians basically devised certain more factors which they thought used to drive returns of a specific stock. Number one is the value. This again as a factor is something which most of the investors today in our country are familiar with. The value style of investing versus the growth style of investing. To put it simply, value stock or value style of investing or value factor for that matter involves identifying companies that are currently undervalued by the market. Now there are certain key parameters and it is a lot more I would say prescriptive uh, basis on which index providers actually filters down the list of value-based stocks. Those, those parameters could include price-to-earnings ratio, price-to-book value, the return on capital employed, 
all of these factors are given certain weightages by these industries providers who then comes with a list of stocks which meet their criteria. So that's number one, value style of investing. Typically, we know that in a rising interest rate environment, the, in, the interest rate environment in which we are currently in is a great, uh, I would say, uh, tail, provides that tailwind for value stocks compared to growth stocks. The next we have size. Again, intuitively, bigger sized companies with stronger balance sheets, stable earnings, stable management, higher return on equity, higher return on capital employed are the ones which truly stand the test of time. Again, these are certain parameters within the size factor which are used to identify big companies that tend to do well during periods of both a bull market and a bear market. Let's say, for example, after the 2008 financial crisis or even for that matter, during 2000, the dot-com bust, a lot of these technology companies actually went out of the business because its balance sheet were not stable. At that point in time, the size factor actually came into the picture where investors focused on more defensive sectors that could provide them with a lot more stable return over multiple economic cycles. So that's the second factor, the size factor. The quality factor, sorry, that is the quality factor, my bad. The third factor that we are going to talk about is the size factor. Size factor today in the country refers to basically, uh, I would say, diversifying companies into different market caps. So we all know the first 100 uh, companies are large cap from 101 to 250 based on the market capitalization is mid cap companies and anything beyond 250 are smaller cap companies. Again, the size factor typically tells that since small cap companies tend to be under-researched over a period of time because they are a lot more nimble, they tend to provide the potential for much higher returns compared to larger cap and mid cap companies only solely based on the fact that since larger cap companies are already well researched by the investment community, the growth is already priced in into the stock as opposed to let's say a smaller cap company which may not be in the radar for a lot of the investors that actually holds potential to drive returns over longer period of time. So that is the size factor where smaller cap companies tend to provide higher returns compared to larger cap companies, which differs a bit from the quality aspect where, again, a smaller cap company could be a really relatively a very high quality company depending on what their balance sheet is. So not to confuse size and quality over there. The next we have momentum. Momentum as a concept is a something bit more abstract, but you could think of this in a manner where stocks or companies which have performed well over the last 12 months will continue to perform well over the next 12 months and vice versa. Again, it applies similar to companies which have not really performed well that will continue to not perform well in the next 12 months. This is more of a trading mindset factor where you're looking for those short-term uh, price, uh, I would say fluctuations as opposed to a more of an investment mindset which is tend to typically be of a longer term time horizon. And then finally, we have the low volatility factor, which again is measured by the standard deviation of the movement in the stock prices over the last 12 months. Again, 
let's say companies which are less volatile or and by that i mean which tend to go up and down with a lot less frequency than companies which tend to move vigorously over the uh, course of its trading so to give you an example technology companies in india which listed during 2020 one technology boom those companies have been extremely volatile given the movements in its stock price right so again the low volatility factor basically tells you that companies with a lower volatility in the movement of its stock price will perform well compared to companies which are a lot more volatile you mentioned size and momentum uh, are the key factors on which the stock trading takes place but isn't there a risk associated with them that those small size uh, companies are generally the ones who are being manipulated so how to avoid that risk companies not being manipulated definitely that's a great question rahul right i mean there is always certain percentage of the companies in the stock market could be victim to the price manipulation and this is something that we have seen especially during this age of influencers and social media where a lot of these finance influencers tend to drive up the price of the stock during shorter periods of time by advocating them to the retail investor base but this is again a strategy uh, which is not advisable to a lot of the investors since it actively involves monitoring their position of the portfolio and this is something that you can always fall into the trap of so this is something definitely that you need to consider when you are investing behind the momentum factor that you are not effectively chasing companies which are going up in price due to price manipulation thanks for clearing that doubt uh, now consider suppose i consider this factor what are the other key points i need to keep in mind while selecting a stock so i would say once you have basically screened the stocks or screened those funds based on certain specific factors the important thing to note about factor investing which really differentiates it from traditional investing there could be really bouts of time during uh, the economic cycle where certain specific factors can significantly underperform the benchmark so the timing in a factor based investing is a lot more crucial than a traditional investing which tends to be diversified across sectors and industry since we are identifying specific factors that drives the return uh, of a stock or a company it is really important to understand the timing and uh, the economic cycle in which that uh, factor would really function so let me give you an example let's say if you are considering filtering stocks based on the value factor right now we all typically know that a value style of investing typically tends to do well in a rising interest rate environment let's say had you purchased value stocks over the past decade or so during a period of ultra low interest rates where technology or growth stocks did extremely well the growth index heavily outperformed the value index right so it is really important to time and understand the economic cycle that we are in rather than applying these factors solely based on a very prescriptive formula okay thanks for the key points uh, my next question would be this could be a very debatable question but do you think this uh, factor investing can outperform actively managed funds so factor investing again the advent of factor investing was to marry the best of both the active and the passive world 
So let's say the term that you see, right, the smart beta term, what it effectively means that beta is just tracking the returns that is being provided by the market. And the smart aspect of a smart beta fund is used to provide that kicker or additional returns. So again, it is not a question of active or passive. I think active and passive, both styles of investing can coexist together in a diversified portfolio. It is for the investor to identify pockets where he or she feels that a passive exposure works best. So let's say, for example, in a large cap space, again, research has shown that it is becoming increasingly difficult for actively managed funds to beat the benchmark. So in the large cap space, it's something that you can think about taking a passive exposure. And then you can mix around basically uh, using a combination of factors. That could be value, that could be momentum, that could be quality, that could be low volatility, depending on what your view of the macroeconomic environment is and how a specific asset class is going to perform. You can really create a combination of factors and club that with the passive style of investing to give you a diversified portfolio. Is it worth taking the risk of uh, investing in uh, index one, which relatively have less expense ratio and less risk again so as i talked about definitely yes there is a cost pressure due to which a lot of the investors today are gravitating towards index funds and definitely index fund has a lot of its own benefits due to the lower cost and the less uh, monitoring that an investor needs to do to monitor their portfolio but again going back to my point it is not a binary that an active or a passive I think if you're in, as an investor, if you're just getting started with the markets, I think maybe an index strategy could work well for you. But someone who has spent enough time in the market understands the ups and downs of the market, his own uh, behavioral tolerance to the risk of the market. I think at that point in time, once he or she has a good understanding, they can then consider taking some active exposure, whether that's at a fund level uh, or that is through a factor level. So basically, you are saying who is a newbie investor, new age investor should start off with a passive fund and then venture into actively managed fund and in, yeah, that per investor. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, at last, what are the some available funds of uh, who whose sole purpose is of factor investing? When you name some so again, fact, so factor investing, let's say as a concept in India is relatively new, but again over the last twenty four to thirty six months, we have seen a lot of mutual fund houses and AMCs come up with a plethora of factor based investing funds. So let's say if you want to invest in a value based factor, there is an index called as a Nifty Fifty Value Twenty, which are offered by a lot of the mutual fund companies, which effectively filters out 20 companies from the list of 50-50 based on certain parameters that are defined by the index house. Similarly, let's say if you want to invest behind a momentum factor, there is an index called as a Nifty 200 Momentum 30, which filters 30 stocks from the top 200 companies in India based on the momentum factor. Similarly, if you want to apply the quality factor, there is a Nifty 200 Quality 30 Index which again identifies 30 companies based on that specific factor. So then there are, again, if you want to combine multiple factors, there is a low volatility and an alpha uh, factor as well. So you can get as creative as you want, depending on the offerings that are out available there in the market. But rest be assured that there are multiple options to choose from uh, based on these factors that we have just talked about. 
and mutual fund companies and asset management companies pretty much on a weekly or a monthly basis comes out with these funds that lets you take exposure to these factors thank you varun i guess that would be all for factor investing it was a good talk and i hope our viewers also understood what factor investing basically means and what are the factors driving the factor based uh, investing thank you for your time looking forward to see you soon thank you uh, for your time rahul